The Ducks have won seven consecutive games. They're the hottest team in the league right now. Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Let's slow our roll. Are the Ducks really the hottest team in the National Hockey League right now? Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for that. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Ducks your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And folks, the Ducks have won seven consecutive games, the longest active winning streak in the NHL right now. Today, we're going to give my three stars and also talk about this winning streak. But first, a reminder that this show is... Brought to you by Direct TV Stream. And don't forget, this can be pretty much broadcast wherever. It is free and available to download across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google, etc. And don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. And my personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. Let's get right into it. The Ducks last night had themselves quite a game winning their seventh consecutive game. Yes, you heard that right. Let me repeat that. Seven consecutive games. That's seven in a row. They're not exactly against the cream of the crop. I will talk about that in a second. Uh, Let's review the game really quickly. It was a 5-1 victory over the Vancouver Canucks. It looked kind of bad in the beginning because Niels Hoglander got things going pretty early in the game. And then it was the youth that did the work for the following two periods as Trevor Zegras got the scoring goal going with a power play marker. Only his third of the season. Oh boy. That made it a 1-1 tie. Then the second period, it was the youth and it was the Trevor Zegras show. He scored on the power play once again on an apple from Ryan Getzloff, making it 2-1 Anaheim. And then for my money, the play of the game was the goal that made it 3-1 Anaheim. Because it was the Trevor Zegras show once again. Yes, Sonny Milano did score his third of the season, but it was all about Trevor Zegras. Because let me describe this play for you as perfectly as possible. Once Cam Fowler cleared it to the neutral zone, it was Trevor Zegras who really got things rolling, streaking down the left side. And then all of a sudden, doing this pirouette spin move I called it a whirling dervish, but he did a spinorama backhanded pass right to Sonny Milano, who handled it beautifully. He kind of did a little puck handle right there, gathered himself, and scored right over the shoulder of Yaroslav Halak. And that made it 3-1 to one Ducks. And from there, you think to yourself, boy, that's the goal that really did it. Yeah, it was. As soon as the Ducks scored that one and it was 3-1, to one, they were in cruise control pretty much the rest of the time. The Ducks were 2-4-4 four, four on the power play, improving their already stellar power play percentage. But then you look at the shots on goal. The Ducks were doing just that. They were keeping pressure on the Vancouver Canucks. Shots on goal were 38-27. to 27. They're actually starting to outshoot opponents finally. But I got to talk about... Trevor Zegers, once again, that spinorama move was something else. But then, end of the game. Oh, also, that Trevor Zegers power play goal, Troy Terry got an assist. 
His point streak is up to 14 games. Yes, it's a secondary apple, but he will take it. That puts him at 20 points for the season. Henrique and Steele closed out the scoring late in the game. One was an empty netter, and that made it 5-1. Anaheim defeats the Vancouver Canucks. So I want to talk about my three stars of the week. My first star of the week happens to be the third star of the week in the National Hockey League. The NHL's three stars were Alex Ovechkin, Charlie McAvoy, and Troy Terry. Troy Terry, as I mentioned, his consecutive point streak is now at 14 games. That matches Ryan Getzloff's 14-game point streak in 2008. The only ones above him, Ryan Getzloff, had a 15-game streak in 2013. Temu Solani had a 17-game streak in 1999. And Corey Perry had a 19-game streak in 2009. So Troy Terry is streaking and is on another level right now. Over the past week, the past three games, Troy Terry has had three goals, three assists for six points. He has now achieved a career high in points of 20 games. It actually matches his career high from last season. Last season, he had 20 points in 48 games. So far in 15 games this season... He's got 20 points, 11 goals, and 9 assists. And a lot of those are coming on even strength. In fact, he's only got 6 power play points. So out of his 20 points, 14 of them have come on even strength. And this speaks highly for his line mates, Adam Henrique and Ryan Getzloff. Henrique has done an amazing job. Ryan Getzloff, we've talked about plenty on this show. But Troy Terry is really the engine that makes that line work. And he has worked extremely hard to better his game and to really plug himself onto that portion of the ice with those two veterans. So I have to give Troy Terry just an immense amount of credit. He's only five games away from tying the franchise mark for most consecutive games with a point at 19. And speaking more just about his stats in general, he's on pace, well, he's averaging more than a point per game. He's on pace. Let's see if he actually does this, folks. He's on pace for 90 points this season. 90! 9-0 points! The Ducks have hardly had anybody score 90 points, for that matter. In fact, you've got to turn on the Wayback Machine for that one, but I'll get to that in a second. Troy Terry looking to tie Ryan Gesloff's 15-point streak next time, and then after that, he's got some big names down the list. Do I think he can get to 19 points? Not necessarily, and that's why I said, wait, wait, slow your roll. The Ducks have the longest winning streak active in the NHL right now. The upcoming schedule is tough. But just to wrap up uh, Troy Terry, I'm kind of going like back and forth. But Troy Terry is on pace to score 90 points this season. So when was the last time the Ducks had someone score? Well, let's really go for it here. They haven't had anyone score 50 points even since I began covering the Ducks. Even 2018, 2019, 
the highest point total was Ryan Getzloff with 48 points. That's it. 2018, the highest points was Ricard Raquel with 69 points, which is pretty nice, but not exactly stellar numbers. Now, you got to go back to 2017. The last time someone scored above 70 points was Ryan Getzloff's 73 points. So how far back do we have to go with the rate that Troy Terry is scoring? Well, you got to go way, 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 way back. We're talking division title run. We are talking way back to 2011. Is that right? 2011? Over a decade ago, the 2010-2011 season, when the one and only Corey Perry had that magnificent season. 50 goals, 48 assists, 98 points. So, like I said, even though it's not quite sustainable, Troy Terry's on pace for a 90-point season. We haven't seen a 90-point season once again since Corey Perry's heart Trophy winning season in 2011. 98 points. Am I saying that Troy Terry is a Hart Trophy candidate? Let's be real here. The Hart Trophy candidates are up in Edmonton. There's no question about that. But Troy Terry's definitely on a stellar pace. And it's been a while since we've had someone score at this kind of rate. With both Getzloff and Terry pretty much scoring at will. And I think back to that 2011 season, you had a threesome of Corey Perry, Tamu Solani, and Ryan Getzloff each scoring 75 plus points. Corey Perry had 98. Solani had 80. Getzloff had 76. Yeah, those three guys were killing it that season. And you know what? They had a pretty, you know, not so good run in the playoffs that season because... They had a good record, just happened to lose to Nashville that season. The Ducks, they're looking like a pretty solid team. They're looking, dare I say, like a playoff team. Which goes into this question that I want to talk about very briefly before heading into the intermission. Is this Ducks team for real? Can they sustain this winning streak? Uh, I would generally say no, just because of who they have played recently. They are on a nine-game point streak right now, dating back to late October. That was against Buffalo. The seven games they've won. The Montreal Canadiens, they're not good. The Devils, they're okay. The Coyotes, they're awful. St. Louis, I still don't believe in. Vancouver twice and Seattle. Not exactly the cream of the crop. In fact, their average winning percentage is around 400 (laughs) It's not good. So looking ahead, they got the Washington Capitals and the Carolina Hurricanes. Two tough teams in the Eastern Conference. I did predict that Troy Terry streak would hit 14 games a few shows ago because I knew how good or I know how good Washington is on defense. I said this streak would reach seven (laughs) because I know how good Washington is. Am I saying it has to end? Look, this streak has to end sometime and I have to be a little bit realistic and I cannot lie to you guys I cannot lie to the fans listening this is going to be an extraordinarily tough game it's going to be difficult for the Ducks to score many goals against the Washington Capitals they have one of the top defenses in the league 
But you know what? Let's enjoy this streak while it lasts. Winning seven games in the National Hockey League is not easy for any team. Any team. Just because they're winning against opponents that, uh, for lack of better terms, stink. That doesn't discount the fact that they've still won seven games in a row and are still one of the hot teams in hockey. Am I saying they're the hottest team in hockey right now? Not necessarily, but you know what? They are up there. So a little message to all the rest of the Locked On hosts. For those of you that ranked the Ducks 22nd, disrespecting them in last week's power rankings, yeah, they're going to be higher than 22nd. They had better be in the top at least 10 this coming week. Otherwise, you're going to be hearing some words from me on Wednesday's podcast. All right. We're going to head into the first intermission, but first let's talk about direct TV stream. You know, why juggle around and look for different remotes? You know, there's no need to do that anymore. There's no need to buy another device ever again with direct TV stream. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with direct TV stream. Yes, this is the best way to bring your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so no horrible seven-year deals here. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Once again, that's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. After the first intermission, we'll talk about my other two stars for the week. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN, or TLOPN. It's been a while since I've said that, hasn't it? Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I just briefly touched upon my first star of the week, which is, of course, Troy Terry. Was there ever a doubt? My first star of the week is Troy Terry. Troy Terry will be, a, a, he'll be among my three stars this season. But my second star this week, it is absolutely going to be Trevor Zegris. I'm going to say it. Hashtag let the kids play. Let the kids play. I'm going to get a little critical in this part of the podcast. But Trevor Zegris had a three-point night last night. He had two goals and one assist. This is his first ever three-point game. Oh, but even better. Trevor Zegris is one of the youngest players in Anaheim Ducks history with a three-point game. And let's go down the list, shall we? The youngest Anaheim Duck with a three-point game, Oleg Verdovsky. Oleg, from all the way back in 1995, he was only 18 years old, 250 days. He was the youngest player with three points. Then you had Cam Fowler at 19 years old. He had three apples in 2011. Wow, Stanislav Chistov. Remember Chistov, guys? <laughs> back in October 2002, he had one goal and three apples for four points. Youngest duck ever with a four-point game. And then you had Oleg once again. Cam Fowler once again. Paul Correa. He had a three-point night 
1995, he was 20 years and 175 days and next on that list. Trevor Zegris, 20 years old, 239 days, which means he's only 126 days away from turning 21. So Zegris is on that list. Oh, and by the way, two other 20-year-olds with a three-point game on this list, you may have heard of them. Corey Perry and Ryan Getzloff. Hmm. So you have Paul Correa, Corey Perry, and Ryan Getzloff on a list. And Zegris is there. Hmm. I'm just saying. Trevor Zegris is the future. And Troy Terry is the future. But Trevor Zegris is absolutely the future. Then why is Dallas Eakins treating him like he's not the future? Trevor Zegris was on hat-trick watch. He had three points going into the third period. He could have had a hat-trick. In fact, Trevor Zegers has never had a hat-trick in his life. Going back to juniors, going back to college, he's never had a hat-trick. He even said so last night. He was mic'd up in last night's game, and he said, I've never had a hat-trick. He was starving for it. So why did Dallas Eakins bench him for the last 10 minutes of the game? Yes, we can be happy all we want about the seven-game winning streak. We can be happy all we want about Terry's streak. We can be excited about Ryan Gisloff. But we still have to talk about this. Why was he benched? There was absolutely no reason to bench Trevor Zegris for the final 10 minutes of the game. Same with Mason McTavish, the final 11 minutes of the game. Same with Sonny Milano. What happened to let the kids play? That's how they got that lead in the first place was letting the kids play. This would have meant so much for Trevor Zegris if he had at least a real, legit chance at scoring a hat-trick. Even just put him out there at the end of the game during the empty netter. Zegris would have killed to have that opportunity to score a hat-trick. It would have meant a lot to him. It would have meant a lot to the fans. It would have brought this sheer amount of joy across the league and would have sent a message saying, this kid is coming. And Dallas Eakins robbed him of that. That is legitimately, looking back, yes, this was a terrible, terrible thing that I said, but that's legitimately why I said at the time that Trevor Zegers would not play every game for the Ducks. And it was for this reason. It's not because I don't think Trevor Zegers is an immense talent. It's the reason I said that is because of some of the confounding moves that Dallas Eakins continues to make time and time again. Why, why stifle this kid's opportunity? Why stifle his growth? You're only doing harm by continually benching him time in and time out. Trevor Zegers deserves better than this. This is why I've continually said, no, Dallas Eakins has to go. He is not the coach for this rebuild. I mean, yes, he's doing great with this particular team right now, even despite Coach Dallas Eakins benching some of his future stars. It still does. It, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make sense to growing his game. And the fans were robbed. The fans were robbed of something truly spectacular. But nonetheless, congrats to Trevor Zegers. Right now, he's got four goals and four assists 
for eight points this young season. Last season, he had 13 points in only 24 games. Yeah, he'll he'll pass that. He's got his career high in goals. He will pass 13 points this season unless Dallas Eakins decides to bench him even more. Who knows with Dallas Eakins at this point? That's where I that's where I kind of have to think to myself, wow. Zegris should be a 50-point player. He should be a 20-goal scorer. Should, should, should. But Dallas Eakins, you, you gotta at least give the kid a chance. How often, I mean, yes, he will have these chances in the future, but how often do you see someone under 21 years old score a hat-trick in the National Hockey League? It would have been a very cool story to see. I mean, the game was already in hand. It was 3-1 to one late. Just put Zegris out there on the last couple of of the game. Give him the chance at the hat trick. Didn't happen. But you know what? I'm going to give him the props. Trevor Zegris is my second star of the week. And Coach Eakins, let the kids play. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission, and I will give my third star of the week. But first, let's talk about everyone's favorite protein bar, which is Built Bar. And folks, the holidays are coming. You have your special holiday treats. But you know what? Why not just have a Built Bar instead? I mean, you could have a Built Bar in addition to your holiday treats. I mean, you're probably waiting for like two hours for that turkey to come out of the oven and you probably need a little bit of food just to tide you over for those three to four hours while waiting for your Thanksgiving dinner. Built Bar is only 130 calories, on average about four grams of sugar, and packed with at least 17 grams of protein. So while you're waiting for your parents to finish up that Thanksgiving turkey, have a Built Bar and check out Built.com to see all the latest and greatest flavors. And hey, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off on your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network or TLOPN. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I'm giving my three stars of the week. My other two stars, my first star, Troy Terry, second star, Trevor Zegris, and my third star of the week is none other than John Gibson. John Gibson has been on an absolute tear in his last three games from the week. He went 3-0 with a save percentage of 9.26. He only allowed 7 goals in that stretch. Not bad at all. 88 saves over 95 attempts. That's his past 3 games. And in fact, John Gibson right now, he's got a bit of a winning streak going. And here's some fun stats for you all to check out. His past 6 games have all been wins. He's got a six-game winning streak, which ties, not breaks, it ties his best personal mark. Let's talk about these past six games first. He's gone 6-0. and oh. He's allowed a total of, if I, my math's correct, 10 goals. Yeah, he's allowed 10 goals. Let me see, 4, 6, 7, 8, 10. Yep. 
He's got a 9.43 save percentage, including one shutout, 166 saves, and 176 save attempts. His goals against average is around 1.6. That is impressive. So once again, six consecutive victories for John Gibson. But that's not his best mark. It ties his best mark. We've got to go all the way back to February and March of 2018. So we're going back about three and a half years. Between February 15th and March 6th, he had a six-game personal winning streak. In that stretch, he had a 957 save percentage with a shutout and only allowed nine goals. His goals against during that stretch was also around 1.6 because one of those, he came in pretty early in the game and ended up getting the win. So that does count as six consecutive victories. But I think this one's even, well, I mean, that one was, I think, a little more impressive because of the quality of teams he beat at that time. He beat a Chicago team that was still pretty good, beat the Minnesota Wild, and also won at Vegas. Yeah, there was a game at Vegas in there that he won. Then he beat Chicago again, Columbus, and the Washington Capitals. And the game against the Vegas Golden Knights, he came in on pinch-hitting duties. Because, well, what ended up happening was Ryan Miller, he ended up playing only 20 minutes, only played one period on that game. Miller did stop all 20. And then Gibson came in and shut the door for the Anaheim Ducks. So there you go. That's exactly how that one turned out. So Gibson, yeah, matches his all-time best mark. Can he beat it this week? Only time will tell. But once again, John Gibson has a six-game winning streak matching his streak from 2018. And looking at his home splits, so far in six home games, John Gibson is 5-1 and one with a goals against of 1.5 and a save percentage of 9.46. That is pretty filthy, ladies and gentlemen. And in the month of November, he's a perfect 5-0, 9.49 save percentage. So there you go. And also among those teams, the Vancouver Canucks, in two games against the Canucks, he stopped all but three shots, a goals against of 146, a save percentage of 957. So overall, his home numbers are extraordinarily good. You've got to think that John Gibson has a shot of getting seven consecutive victories. Uh, his stats as of right now in 12 games, he's got a 924 save percentage, which is quite good. A goals against of 237, which is still above average. But the reason we're not talking about about John Gibson is because we're talking about other goaltenders like Markstrom from Calgary, who's on another level. I get that. But you have to include John Gibson in at least some kind of conversation as far as all-star goaltenders. Yeah, I would say John Gibson right now is one of the two top contenders to be the all-star goaltender up there with Markstrom. So that that's what I think personally. So can John Gibson make it seven consecutive victories? That is the big, big question. We'll find that out 
on tomorrow night's game against the Washington Capitals. We will preview that game on tomorrow's podcast. And just to kind of talk about it, because I haven't talked about this yet. This will be a preview for tomorrow's show. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Ryan Getzloff has 999 career points. He is one point away from 1,000. I put out a poll, and this poll is still open. When will Getzloff get 1,000 points? Will he do it tomorrow against the Capitals? Will he do it Thursday against the Hurricanes? Or will it come on the road trip? That poll is still open until later tonight. So if you haven't voted yet, go ahead and do so right after you're done listening to this podcast. It is on the LO underscore Ducks Twitter. And that's how we're going to end the show today. So once again, check out the Ducks, or sorry, the Ducks podcast Twitter at LO underscore Ducks and vote on that right now. When do you think Getsy will get a thousand points? And that's a preview for tomorrow's podcast. Tomorrow, we're going to talk all about Ryan Getzloff. We're going to compare this seven-game streak, and we're going to look ahead into the next few games and a look ahead onto Tuesday's matchup. And don't forget, later this week, Goals Thursday. We're going to talk about the Goals' last few games, and we'll talk about their, you know, their, their young prospect, Jacob Perot. Oh, get ready for that show on Thursday. So once again, thank you all for listening. It's greatly appreciated. Don't forget that this show is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google, among others. And you could check out my personal Twitter at StimpyJD. And if you want to drop a line, you could email me, LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all so very much. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. And also, thanks for making Locked on Ducks one of the biggest podcasts on the hockey side and almost having another record-breaking week. We came close, came very close, but keep listening. And once again, thank you all so very much for Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.